Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour three of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. Yes, sir. I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. And uh, we will head to New York City in half hour. Talk about the Rangers punching their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals where they will take on Sean. Tampa Bay Lightning right now. Your series price, Lightning minus 175, Rangers plus 155. The other series get started tomorrow night. Oilers plus 200, Avalanche minus 240. That's not even like, when is that part? Here come the Trojans. All right, so what do you want to, what do you want to bet right now? What's your bet on USC? Okay, here's our cigar bet. That USC has a better overall record. The Notre Dame. No. What? Why would I bet that? It's not, that's not good value. It could come down to the head-to-head matchup. That would be perfect. I mean, you just sat here and talked about how terrible they are on the interior line, so it's no way. I did. Yeah, so take Notre Dame, and I'll take SC. Nope. Not good value. I'll take under their win total of 10 or something nah, like we that. We don't know what it is yet. I'll take Utah... I'll take the field. And no, the, the offer the is overall, better overall record, Southern Cal or Notre Dame. Southern Cal doesn't have to play Ohio State and Clemson. Notre Dame, if you look at their schedule, they've already got two or more difficult opponents. You could argue BYU is right there with Utah. Yeah, BYU's going to lose to USF. We already got that bet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're not, but. Yes, okay. they are. I mean, you want to double down? I'll take two cigars uh, first. Let's wait, wait, wait a little closer to game time. So. No, I won't take that bet. Notre Dame doesn't play in the pudding conference. <laughs> You're so funny. Like you, 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 you isolate when you want to use certain things to your advantage because they enhance or help your argument, and then you criticize, ridicule, and demean them when in they my, don't. In my argument of USC, did I ever mention Notre Dame? No, but I was trying to put it on the wood. I wanted, like, a cigar I, I don't bet. feel great about Notre Dame this year. They've got questions at the quarterback position. They don't have great wide receivers. That yeah, was the same thing last year. They didn't, their, 
I mean, some kind of way. That quarterback's in the NFL. I don't know how. And they don't have any wide receivers that were in this group of great receivers that just went into the draft. So it's not like they lost. Like, like they're North Carolina, and they lost, like, all these first, second-round picks. Like, roughly what they had last year. It's true. But they also play Ohio State to start the season. They did not play Ohio State last year. <laughs> you don't like your chances in that No. One? I'm not going to get smoked. Kidding me? Come on, man. Jackson Smith and Jigba, if you want to bet him to win the Heisman, bet him before that game because yeah. he's scoring four touchdowns. He's really good. He's incredible. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. I, I, he's really good, or Utah is just not as good as we think, especially oh, on the back end. He lit up everybody. Because he made Utah look especially inept and inadequate. Well, he'll do that to Notre Dame secondary, too. So that'll be fun. Uh, All right. I mean, if you want to figure out – a bet to make – if you want to take USC to win the Pac-12, I get the field. Hey, you guys hit me up on Twitter and let me know, is Southern Cal versus I'm Notre Dame better overall record, not a fair cigar bet? They can agree. Or it's just, at Real Sean King. Just let I'm me know. I'm sure they'll agree with you because you'll have your army agreeing with you. I don't – I never – in my argument of USC at 16-1 to 1 being ridiculous, did I say that – Anything about Notre Dame? I don't know if Notre Dame's going to be that good this year. They've got a new coach. Marcus Freeman has coached one game as a head coach at Notre Dame, and he blew a three-touchdown lead. So <laughs> He didn't play. Yeah, he coached it. No, he didn't play. It was a ball game. How do I know? You you just sung the praises of Lincoln Riley, said he's you know the next Vince Lombardi over there. So. <laughs> I didn't quite word it like that, but 8.5 is the U.S. That's fair. Eight and a half is the USC win total. That's fair. I agree. And, and what's the Notre Dame uh, win total, Aaron? Probably eight and a half. Nine and a half. So oh, the expectations, I'm getting the raw end of this. I would take the under on under, nine and a half. No, no, but the, the the win total says that Notre Dame's anticipated as being a better You're team this year. You're wasting right now. I'm not taking that bet. I don't know what, if you want to pick another team, you want to do like Utah's win total, I'll do that. If you want to pick some other teams, by the way, your prediction last year of Notre Dame going under their win total went really well. They got lucky. Yeah, they just went 11-1, and 9-3. and three Yeah, they, they had a couple games that could have went the other way. Yeah. They, uh, but they, did they, I know. So, so when they played the 60 minutes, did they end up winning? You're right. You're right. But don't forget, Toledo was on the goal line about to score and go up and, and win the game. Also, Wisconsin played – that quarterback played as bad a football game. They won by four touchdowns. Yeah. Of, of late, they pulled away. But I'm just saying, like, it, it fell for him. And I'm glad it fell like it fell because my guy Marcus Freeman got the job. So I'm glad that happened. I'm not upset about it. You know, that. if someone liking Marcus Freeman, you talk a lot of smack about Notre Dame. My guy. Hey. Mm. Mm-hmm. Undersell, over-deliver. I want to minimize any expectation on every public platform that I have for Notre Dame's success. Undersell, over-deliver. Well, that schedule is daunting. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah. Tough schedule. That's why I'm that's not. That's why one of the reasons not... Brian Kelly was leaving town. <laughs> because of the schedule yep. 2023 like, for I told the AD not to schedule the games. <laughs> he didn't listen. So let me get out of here before we uh, find out that we don't quite have those kind of guys. All right, let's, uh, let's jump to the NBA. And uh, we have the NBA finals coming up on Thursday. So right now you're looking at minus 150 in favor 
of the Warriors, plus 130 for the Boston Celtics. I, I do want to look at the NBA Finals MVP because I do think this is an interesting market because there may be a way to, if you like one particular side, to go that route. So we're using DraftKings odds. Steph Curry to win NBA Finals MVP is plus 110. The Warriors are minus 150. Do you believe, now Steph Curry, remember, they've won three titles. He's won zero NBA Finals MVP. The first one was Andre Iguodala. Second two were Kevin Durant. Andre Iguodala is not going to play in this series, or very sparingly. Do you see, if you like the Warriors, I don't, I'm not particularly racing in the window to lay money with the Warriors, but would you look at Steph Curry? If you were saying there's, I believe in the Warriors, would you go to the window and say, I'd rather play Steph Curry at plus 110 than minus 150 on the Warriors? I mean, I get what you're saying. I think the matchup advantage is with Jordan Poole. I think Jordan Poole could have a huge series. Because they're going to put Marcus Smart on Steph Curry. And that's like Patrick Beverly type-ish. You know, gonna, you know yeah. Steph's still going to get some points, but you know he's going to have to work for everyone. I would presume Tatum will be on Clay, and Jalen Brown will be on Wiggins. So when Poole is in the game, who is he getting? Pritchard? I mean, or, or a bigger ain't, guy like Williams put, put or Price. Here. You know, so I feel like Jordan Poole, if he plays the level – that we saw in the regular season is the guy that really has the, the, the advantageous matchup. So, by the way, I'll say this, and we, we've got a graphic we're about to put up. Please, 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 especially in the fi- uh, futures market uh, for finals MVP, shop around. You're going to find different numbers in different places. I'm looking at Westgate right now. Jordan Poole's 80-1 to 1 at the Westgate. So, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't necessarily agree with that, but at 80 to 1, could Jordan Poole go nuts? My worry is consistency with a guy like Jordan Poole. So here's one that I would throw out there. So Jason Tatum, if you believe the Celtics would win, some people say, well, you just auto bet Jason Tatum. Eh. He's going to get Wiggins. I would presume they're going to put Wiggins on Tatum. I think Marcus Smart is interesting as a long shot because of, remember 2000 and, what was that, 15? When Andre Iguodala won NBA Finals MVP because he, quote, shut down LeBron, well, he slowed him down, and that became kind of the, the talking point of the series, right? The, the Cavs had taken, I think, a 2-1 series lead. Iguodala goes on him. They end up winning 4-2. to two. Marcus Smart, as much as he drives me crazy at times for, I mean, him thinking that he is Steph Curry offensively, <laughs> which he is clearly not, but he's a guy who doesn't, he doesn't care he, he feels like he is the best player on the court everywhere he goes. And if the Celtics were to win this series, Sean, I think there is a legit shot that Marcus Smart is going to dominate the headlines because Steph Curry's struggling and he's got all these steals. At a 45-1 to 1 long shot, I think that's interesting to look at for Marcus Smart to say maybe like a Andre Godala in 2015 – that's the situation that could happen. I mean, look, at the end of the game last night, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were nowhere to be found. Marcus Smart was the one, but they shouldn't have been, should, uh, should have been, was the one pulling shots. Yeah, JT is, is 
Got to work on his, his handle a little bit. He turns the ball over quite a bit. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. 77 turnovers this postseason. Yeah, 33, I think, in the Heat series. So that's an issue, but I'm just fixated on Jordan Poole, especially at 80-1 to at Westgate. Yeah. I may jump on that. Okay. Yeah. Your long shot, Jordan Poole. I think my long shot, Marcus Smart. Those would be some. People don't like Marcus Smart. telling you, though. But I get, I get, I'm, I'm I like not, your analogy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that if he was makes sense. twenty to one or twenty five to one, I wouldn't be racing. But yeah. at forty five to one, at one point, I think there was even longer odds. So it's been some movement there, but we'll see. And then I'll probably hate myself throughout the series because Marcus Smart drives me crazy. It's a nightcap here on Vsin. Come on back. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from local perspective there are city casts in chicago denver detroit la new york philly pittsburgh and washington dc subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast well i want to do a quick update alongside sean king i'm tim murray as i mentioned always be shopping around so we had the odds up from three different books for nba finals mvp we gave our little dissertation or discussion points right on Jordan Poole for yourself. Interesting thought there. And I thought, oh, Marcus Smart is interesting, right? Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, I think rightful favorites by both teams. Both of those players won the Western and Eastern Conference Finals MVP, rightfully so, I believe. But if you're looking for a long shot, maybe look around a little bit. Well, I pulled up the handy-dandy Circa app during the break, Sean. Andrew Wiggins. Marcus Smart, 
Jordan Poole, all 100s to one. And I think for the Western Conference Finals, I think you could have made a little bit of an argument that Andrew Wiggins could have been Western Conference Finals MVP. But who was it? It was Steph. Okay. Look. I feel like you're wasting time. I mean, barring injury to Steph or Tatum, I just don't see anybody else winning it. Like, I was sitting here trying to think, what could Jalen Brown do to win series MVP? He's the most, he's the second best player on Boston. He's the second most recognizable player on Boston. What would have to be the perfect storm for Jalen Brown to win finals MVP over Jason Tatum if Boston wins? I think if he just averages more points a game. See, that's where kind of I get lost a little bit because Tatum has done, I mean, what's not been talked about, his uh, distributing of the basketball. Oh, I mean, he he's was, had some phenomenal passes. Like He was great. I mean, he's facilitated at, a, at an unbelievably high level. He's ran down plays on defense, blocking shots, you know, getting steals. So I'm just trying to, in my mind, picture what a Boston win with Jalen Brown winning MVP looks like. I can't imagine anybody else winning it. I mean, unless unless Harford goes on some kind of unbelievable triple-double streak Horford, or something. Horford can't win. Horford doesn't score enough. Well, that's what I'm saying. Marcus Smart, you can see it from times, and he has that defensive prowess. And to me, the reason why, especially at 100-1, to 1, yeah. as just a – Look, 20 bucks. Brings- I guess devil's advocate would be if he shoots enough to score a lot, then they probably know. lose. I know. But if Steph Curry is all out of sorts because of Marcus Smart, I think that discussion gets brought into it where it's that. Because remember this, the Celtics are the best defensive team in the, in the, in the NBA, right? In this postseason, they have a defensive rating of 105.1. That's the best in the NBA. The Warriors, their offensive rating has gone through the roof. 116.1, four points better than what they did in the regular season. If the Celtics win this series and they bottle up the Golden State Warriors, in all likelihood it probably is Jason Tatum because he's had the propensity in those big games. But at 100-1, to 1, for a guy like Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year, you saw at times in Game 7 how different he can change things up. I just think at 100-1 to 1, it's interesting at 20 to 1, no. At 30 to 1, eh. At 40 to 1, okay. But at 100 to 1, that's where I'm like, yeah, I, I think it's worth a little bit of a flyer because I think because we've seen it happen in the last seven years where a defensive player kind of changed the perspective of a series, that's why I think maybe you're getting a little intrigued there of Marcus Smart. So at 100 to 1, Eric Circa, I'm going to make that bet. I could be anything crazy. Yeah, but good luck, man. We'll ride with it. Good and luck. if the Warriors sweep the Celtics, I just you know wasted a couple bucks. What am I about to say right now? About your Marcus Smart bet? <laughs> no shot. No shot. Uh, I'll tell you what, that's a better shot than Jordan Poole winning it. No, because see, I think there are some scenarios where no Jordan shot. Where Jordan? No Poole, shot. I think there are some scenarios no. where Jordan Poole averages twenty-five plus in this series and Golden State wins. I would much rather have a Marcus Smart in my ticket in my pocket. Because how do the Celtics win? By defense. And Marcus Smart not shooting the basketball. But he's defending. Andre Iguodala, do you think he lit up the scoreboard? Yeah, but I don't think Steph is, at this point, held in the same regard as 
Agreed. Braun was held in at that point in period. I agree. Yeah. So. And I think I think voters have gotten smarter too. By the way, if you go back and look at the numbers, Steph Curry should have won MVP in 2015. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Over Andre Iguodala. So if you guys are gonna do that, voters, can you shoot me and uh, Tim an email? Let us know. <laughs> What, for Marcus Smart or Jordan Poole? Yeah, so they're going to decide like, to not give it to Steph again. How about this? This is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving's old teams playing in the finals without them. Yep. That is true. <laughs> How do you – Shout gonna... out to Maryland uh, men's lacrosse, too. I went in the uh, NCAA championship. They, they beat the Ivy League school, Cornell. They had lost five times this year. That's why I don't take lacrosse serious. How's the championship game got a team from the Ivy League that has five losses? And then Maryland gets the peacock around all, all season. You know, like, you have no idea what you're talking about right now. None. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk uh, to John Jastrzemski coming up uh, bottom of the hour. Let me make sure I just texted him. I thought I did. Uh, Is it text or texted? Text, texted, right? I thought text sounds... Stands plural. I just text him. I don't think you have to say texted. I think you, I think you dropped, you throw the ED. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Sean's takes on grammar versus Sean's takes on men's, men's lacrosse. lacrosse. That's right. I don't know. This is this is quite the segment. We've, we've hit a lot on the checklist here uh, in this segment. Well, we hopefully gave out, you know, 100 to 1 ticket on finals <laughs> MVP and Marcus Smart. So, I mean, hey. it's a slow sports day. It's going to be. It, it's it's not necessarily slow, but the volume has gone way down. The amount down. of peacocktivity I would come through that door. Oh, if Marcus if, Smart, if Marcus Smart won MVP. Yeah, I'm gonna just take off. <laughs> yeah, don't come to work. Yeah, I take don't off. Don't come to work. It's like uh, uh, baseball is the only thing of volume right now. Yeah. Like you know, it's one hockey game, maybe one NBA game, and you know, it's a bunch of baseball. What are you thinking about tomorrow, Puckster Thomas, Edmonton, Colorado, Game One? Now you said for the series at two to one, you're interested. Yes, I'm rolling Edmonton. with the Oilers. Yeah, tomorrow night, total of six and a half. Even there's some sevens out there, and then minus one. Let's call it minus one seventy-five for Colorado. Edmonton come out, get it. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking taking over six and a half, but taking under two in the first period. So I have to shop around and find find yeah. the two. All right, the two's at South Point. Yeah, so I'll go over to South Point and, and that under first period, and the, but just take the over for the game. I do think the first period is going to be sort of a fill-out period. But having said that, I mean, these guys are good. I mean, you saw in the Colorado Blues game, what, they scored five, six goals in the second period? Yeah. So, I mean. But it was under first period. Right, yeah, so. I'm, I probably bet the underdog every game. It'll be interesting when Edmonton gets home ice, what the uh, actual game number is. Do they make Colorado a dog? I don't think so. You think Colorado's favorite every game? Well, I mean, things could change, but my guess would be game three. I think Edmonton would be a slight dog at home. I mean, right now you're looking at the Rangers. They're a dog at home. I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean, you got to look who they're playing. Oh, I was hoping Tampa was going to be the dog. That's what I was hoping. That was my player of the year. No, nah, they're minus 120. Oh, yeah. That's got puck line all on it. But Igor's been playing good, so I don't know if I can play around with the puck line in this series. Go under five and a half? 
No, I'm not touching totals in that. Because New York's playing a little different now. Last two games of the Hurricanes series, they played a little more open hockey. They looked a lot more confident on the offensive end. They were a little more creative. You know, they're, 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 their handling of the puck was a lot crisp, uh, crisper and cleaner. So, I don't know. I'm not, I, wouldn't, I think five and a half is probably right. I think this will be one of those games. Tampa's up 3-1. You know, it could go to 4-1 or 3-2 in the third. You know, empty net be determining. But we'll see because Tampa's played two completely different styles of hockey. The, the style they played against Toronto is completely different than the style they played against the Panthers. So, you know, I do like Tampa to win that first game. I think they're fresh. They're going to come in, fresh, good legs. So, I, I'll want, be on Tampa. I'm going to want to play the first period under, but in, in the Rangers and, and be one. I like that too. But the Rangers. But the Rangers keep scoring two goals in the first period. It won't happen on uh, Wednesday. Vasilevsky. It won't happen. It'll be sharp. He's got his countrymen. He got to outplay his countrymen. Let's go, let's go scoreless first period. How about that? Scoreless nah, first nah, period. No, no, no. 1-0 lightning. Much better. If we get that goal like with like 10 seconds to go, so I don't have to sweat in anything. Maybe that's the way. Maybe that's the way I'll roll. Got the Rangers. Got the lightning. They're meeting. Eastern Conference Finals. Let's head to New York City next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Answer the call to cash with DraftKings Connect to Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine part prediction pool series. And take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon, America's most reliable 5G network. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We're going to be joined here momentarily uh, from uh, from New York City with John Yastrzemski uh, from the Ringer uh, to get his thoughts on the Rangers heading on to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm sure we could find a way to slip in some Yankees and some Mets t- discussion with him uh, as well. But we've got the NBA Finals starting on Thursday night. We've got Western Conference Finals starting tomorrow and the Eastern Conference Finals on the ice starting on Wednesday, as mentioned. And as mentioned, we bring in our next guest, John Yastrzemski. Check out the podcast, New York, New York, part of the Ringer family there. And, John, always appreciate it, man. I know you've been busy tonight, jumping around TV, doing your own podcast. We appreciate you jumping on with us knuckleheads. Rangers take care of business with with relative ease. And now the next challenge is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's just step back and and this series against the Canes and winning it in seven, you know, the level that this Rangers team is playing at now, John, are they capable of going into this lightning series against the two-time defending champs and and taking them down? Timmy, why the hell not? This team (laughs) is playing with house money, but this is a team that was down three to one in the series against Pittsburgh. They rallied back. They were down three to two against Carolina. Carolina couldn't be touched on their home ice. The Rangers dominate them on the power play. Shesterkin is unbelievable in that. And they got 
all sorts of confidence. They got all sorts of swagger, and they're a dangerous team. Tampa's better. Tampa deserves to be favored, but I do not think the Rangers go down quietly here in this series. I really don't. Give us a feel of what Wednesday night will be at, like, uh, at the Garden, John. Oh, madness, pandemonium, <laughs> you name it. It is going to be rocking, dude, rocking on Wednesday and Friday. And hopefully if I can uh, get my ducks in order, I will be there on Friday night. Hey, John, what's the tiebreaker that gave the Rangers home ice? Because Tampa and New York both ended the regular season with 110 points, if I'm not mistaken. What, what, what was the deciding thing in the tiebreaker? Um, you know, that's a good question. You're, you're asking the wrong person. As Considering I parachute in for hockey made basically in like late February, early May, <laughs> um, I, would guess, I would guess it's probably head-to-head record. But me trying to go through NHL tiebreaker scenarios is normally not a recipe for success. Just throw that out there, Sean. Well, well, and let me tell you this, John. I know the reason that my partner just asked because he's bitter because he's a Lightning fan. Well, he, first of all. And he wants this game. He's just been – well, what, I, is he bitter? I, what is he bitter I, about? His hockey team wins every year, and they're probably going to win again this year. What is he bitter about? Yeah, I don't know what Tim's talking about, John. I was hoping that we got you guys because I want to showcase our brand to a bigger stage. Nobody wants to go to Charlotte. Well, you can go to New Raleigh. York City. Raleigh. Oh, absolutely, John. And think about this now. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning took down the Islanders in back-to-back conference finals. Now you have the Tampa Bay Lightning looking to be a dynasty. The Islanders were the last great NHL dynasty that won all those cups in the late 70s, early 80s, well before I was born. But somebody actually tweeted this out earlier. They're like, who is the Islander fan rooting for? I'm like, is that a serious question? <laughs> they hate the Rangers. They will be rooting like crazy for Tampa Bay in this series. And look, your team deserves to be favored. They got the unbelievable goaltender. They got all this experience. I do wonder, though, fellas, they haven't played the game in basically a week. I wonder how the layoff is going to affect things. I have no idea. We'll find out come Wednesday. But that is an interesting dynamic in this particular series. Yeah, it's fascinating because the Rangers are coming off a two grueling seven-game series but they're a younger team, and the Lightning are an older team. I think the, they might have needed the rest, to be honest. But, but we'll see. It will be fascinating. Uh, their slight favorite uh, was it minus one twenty? I think the Lightning. Oh, for game in one. In game one. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Vasilevsky versus uh, Shusevskin. We'll see. I can't wait. That, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're talking to Johnny Stremski. New York, New York is the podcast. I got to imagine, John, you're just going to. I mean, you're you're going to roll Homer plus one fifty five for the series price, right? Um, no, and I'm going to tell you why, guys, because I scooped the Rangers when they were down 3-2 to two in the Carolina series, and I scooped them for the Stanley Cup. Nice. So I- I'm not going to get involved in t- – I'm not going to dive into the series at this point. Maybe I'll see how it goes after game one and game two, and I'll basically play it game by game. But I thought it was such a great number to get the Rangers going down 3-2 to because Vegas wasn't necessarily a believer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have gotten the Rangers at some books, guys, Today, before Game Seven, at around ten to one. Now you're not getting that number. No, yeah, I, was, I was surprised, John, because they outplayed Carolina in Game One, and if a Kaka makes that wide open shot, then this only goes six. So I was surprised when the number jumped, as in favor of uh, Carolina as it did. All right, let's let's get to something that's uh, in your wheelhouse, John. That's baseball, and we'll start the with Metropolitan. We'll start with the Mets, man. I know you're a Yankee guy, but man, the Mets just keep doing their thing. Now they were playing you know, my uh, Washington AAA Nationals today. But still, uh, they just keep rolling, 33-17 and to start the season. Um, You know, you look up and down the roster, they're just getting production from anywhere. What is the – 
if you're to nitpick, you know, and I'm sure you know, all New York area folks are very uh, understanding and uh, never find any <laughs> never find any faults. Uh, so uh, if there is a nit to pick with this Mets team, is it the health of the starting rotation? What is the worry right now? Because I know I've got many Mets fans in my life. There's still something that's worrying them. What is the worry with the Mets right now? It's a great question. I would say it's the health of Scherzer and DeGrom and getting those guys back. That's number one. Number two, the bullpen. First of all, Diaz has been fantastic, but Edwin Diaz has not exactly been a reliever that's been a circle of trust guy. He's had some blowups. Now, this year, terrific. Outside of Diaz, guys, their bullpen is just not great. And if there's an Achilles heel with the ball club, that to me is the Achilles heel. And how about this series after your AAA Nationals? And explain to me, Tim Murray, how anybody in their right mind would ever pitch the Juan Soto with that lineup. I mean, he would be getting the intentional pass if the game is basically within one or two runs in the fourth inning and beyond. No, nah, he's not hitting. We'll let somebody else beat us. But after they take on Washington, four games in Chavez Ravine with the Dodgers, Ooh. we might be talking about that as an NLCS preview, my fellow. I like that. By the way, can can I give a shout out to Nick Plummer? Nick Plummer started two games for the Mets. Yes, he's the next coming to Daryl Strawberry. Are you fired up about the new outfielder? Well, considering that I didn't know who the hell he was as of 24 to 48 hours ago, it's not too savvy. That's when you know you got things cooking, guys, when when Nick Plummer comes up from AAA and he's hitting game-tying home runs on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, there's no reason to waste airspace on the team that the Mets beat today, my Washington Nationals. So we'll move on, and we'll go to the team that plays in the Bronx, the Yankees. Uh, they're still rolling, too. I guess, you know, same question. Let's, let's just pose it that way, because they're 33-15. and 15. They're the best team in the American League right now, record-wise, at least, J.J. So same question. What's the concern for the Yankees, why they won't win the pennant this year, why they won't win the division? Lineup, bottom of the lineup. I think the Yankees starting pitching is terrific. Uh, What Cortez and Severino and some of those dudes are doing is sustainable. The bullpen is going to get some dudes back with Chapman eventually coming back and Loisaga eventually coming back. Joey Gallo should not be playing every day. He's not cut out to play in New York. It's as simple as that. Aaron Hicks, the fact that the Yankees have Aaron Hicks under contract for three more years is laughable, but they need at least another outfielder or two. And I think you're looking at the bottom of the Yankee order, not hitting enough. The Yankees reliance on the home run being the reason they're knocked out. But guys, what I like about what the Yankees have done, they're playing a better brand of baseball. They're running the bases better. They're playing better defense. These are elements that were not in play last year and the year before that. They got to show me they could beat Houston. They'll play them in a month. I still have my doubts about the Yankees matching up with those pesky Tampa Bay Rays who are always a thorn in their side, and they were over the course of the weekend. But I think all in all, there's not much to complain about when you're 18 games over 500. And, John, we got about 30 seconds left. It's hard when you're on a team with this much star power, but Aaron Judge right now is batting 309, 18 bombs. Can he win MVP? I sure hope so, and pay the man his money. You're the Yankees. Keep the guy in pinstripes for the rest of his career. Don't get cute. Simple as that. By the way, 
late July, late August, two at City Field, two at Yankee Stadium. That might be some of the most highly anticipated Mets-Yankees games since they played in the Subway Series in 2000. Buckle up. I don't know if my uh, my my heart and my blood pressure could handle that point in the World Series again. I don't need that, guys. Nick Plummer versus Aaron Judge. I don't need that. I don't need that. Hey, JJ. We, we know you're a busy man. We appreciate the insight as always, brother. Guys, for you anytime. Enjoy there, it. Take there care. There is John Yastrzemski from The Ringer. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. For the next few months, well, they're going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it. That includes Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel, his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets on golf, UFC, maybe some college baseball? What? If you want full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream. Whenever you want, cost only $39. Be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Field of 64 was announced today, Sean. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Aaron Oster, he's all, all bent out of shape. It's <laughs> Terps. Got a 15 seed, expecting. Did he not see them play? Well, they still got. They're still hosting uh, the regional, but uh, I don't take him serious. I mean, when he said what he said the other day, I don't take him serious anymore. I don't even know what he said. He says a yeah. lot of things. You say a lot of things. Too. Well, he just kind of like maybe the Big Ten championship doesn't mean a lot, you know, in baseball. I mean, so. <laughs> I'm just glad I didn't take that cigar bet you're trying to sucker me into. I was like, they got like a, a dude who had thrown like a thousand pitches this year. No what? one had touched the ball. It sounded like, I mean, Derek like, was on. trying to sell it like they were, uh, 
that he was like the next coming of Nolan Ryan. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. Oh, I'm a sucker. You. I don't know anything about either team. Neither did I. Yeah. I just knew it was baseball. I just knew I was going to ride with Michigan. You should have rode with our producer, Aaron, and his Maryland Terps, and Why? you didn't. Well, would I have won or lost the bet? We didn't know that pre-flop. I mean, it looked like I was the one getting the short end of the straw. Derek said I should have got four and a half runs. Well, they won by like six, so Michigan did. Well, I'm just saying. Michigan don't don't make up, it seem like Michigan ended up winning it was the a Big bamboozle. Ten. It wasn't a bamboozle by any stretch. Kind of bamboozle. <laughs> uh, I, we will, at some point this week, have a guest on to talk about the college baseball tournament. I'm excited for it. It's fun. It's fun to watch. I remember last year watching these games out at Mega Bar because it is it was like the first time we had crazy crowds back. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of those SEC schools, man, they get wild. So It means more. Just means more. Yeah, it means more. It just means more. All right. But that's pretty much our extent on that. Um, my Irish got hosed, too. Didn't get a regional. Ridiculous. Joke. Um. All right, let's uh was one NFL thing we want to hit on uh before taking a final look at tomorrow. It's uh the Westgate Superbook has put out lines on every single game this year. Now obviously they will change, but this was an interesting note, Sean. The Bills and the Bucks are a favorite as of now in every single game this season, and the Texans are an underdog in every single game. This season. The Bucks are favored at Dallas? As of right now. Yes. Wow, that's surprising. Well, you and I, I mean, maybe the you know, Westgate Superbook, our friend John Murray, they're smart people over there. They know that Cowboys are going to be overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Minus two and a half. Wow. So I probably would side with Dallas. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. I want to do, because uh, Circa actually put out some alt win totals. Mm-hmm. And I think we could do a little bit on that because there are a couple that I just wanted to talk out. Maybe not fire on yet, but talk out. And one, my curiosity was the over on the Bills. You could get plus, I think it was like plus two, uh, 210 over 13. A whole lot of wins for Buffalo. But it kind of feels like this is a team this year in Buffalo, Sean, that's going to want to make that point, want to lock up that number one seed, want to you know do everything in their power to get the AFC and a stranglehold on them? I'd have to really have a good grasp of what I think Miami is to do the alt total there. Yeah. well, Because I think those two games will impact that significantly. I agree. Uh, I'm just pulling it up right now. The alt total on the Bills. We'll do more on this tomorrow. Over 13 would be plus 245. So obviously, if they go thirteen and four, it's a push. I'm high on the Commanders. Does the Commanders have an alt total? They do. What is it? Over nine Ooh. plus two twenty. That's what I'm on. Right, go for it. Yeah, that's what I'm on. Open right there. Your your third tier quarterback, Carson right. Wentz, the baller. My Eagles uh, just standard is nine and a half. So you know, go get your Commanders. Go trust in that functional. What was Cincy's win total last year? Uh, Six and a half, I think. Who's better, Joe Burrow or Carson Wentz? Okay, thank you. Um, go make that bet. Go down there. They'll take your money. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mr. King. You'd like to go over nine wins? I actually don't hate that bet. I don't. I think the commanders will be better. Jack Del Rio needs to stay off Twitter. 
<laughs> what a dope. Congratulations to the Wizards coach 13 months after he had been named the head coach. Hey, they know how to screw up all season. They've mastered that. Yeah, and I've been telling you that for a while. But I mean, it's going to rally the troops come the, the season. I will tell you this, though. If they're not 2-0 and after the first two weeks. I'm high on Washington. I'm just telling you guys now. Now, granted, they have to stay healthy, but I'm high on Washington. I really am. I'm high. I like the commanders this year. I think they'll surprise a lot of people. Man, I feel like I've never heard that before. Oh, wait, that's every offseason of my entire life in Washington. But you never heard me say it. I don't care. I, the results are the results. Do you, when you know, you know. Do you know since 1992 mm-hmm. how many NFL teams have won 11 games or more in a season? I'll give you the answer. Every single one except Washington. Well, I just got to get them over nine. I don't need them to win. I understand. Yeah. That's what they are. But I'm just saying, could they get uh, to nine wins? Tampa was in a very similar situation to Washington, and a quarterback came to us and changed the course of our organization. So I'm saying Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, I mean, it's about the same thing. So that's what Wentz is going to do for Washington. I know you're trying to make me upset right now. I'm I'm not even going to take the bait. I, I, you know how I feel about Carson Wentz. You know, I, I think he's been a, a knucklehead up until now. I think this was the straw that broke the knucklehead camel's back. And now you're going to get good Wentz in Washington this year. I truly believe that. I'm serious. I truly believe that. And if he doesn't, then you'll see the best quarterback in the draft and Sam Howell get a chance to go and shine. So I'm covered. Taylor Heineke's the backup. No, no, no. They'll go to Sam first. They already seen Taylor for a whole year. Oh, I remember Taylor. He almost uh, he almost beat the Buccaneers. The best that. thing Taylor could ever want right now is just to be quiet and stay out the way and just try and become like that Chase Daniel type guy. That's what I would do if I was Chase. If I was his age, just be quiet, go to work. Just keep getting these checks. If you got to play, go out there and ball. I mean, you just – I'm high on the commanders. I'm just telling you. I know you guys are on the Eagles. I know Seinberg. Within the the last three minutes, you just compared the acquisition of Tom Brady to the acquisition of Carson Wentz. You just can't see it yet. Your vision's blurred. Nor could the Eagles. Your vision's blurred. Or the Colts. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about understanding it. Just when it happens, acknowledge the greatness. It foresaw it. That's all. I'm Team Wentz this year. I'm just telling you, I'm Team Wentz. I'm all on Washington over, Washington to win the NFC East, Washington to win the NFC. I'm on everything. Washington to win the NFC. I'm on all of it. I think the NFC is up right for the taking this year. I truly do. I think Tampa's old. Like, bugged or something? Like... <laughs> I think Green are, Bay's are in you, disarray. Are you getting paid on offense? Are you getting I'm just saying. Paid by the the Commanders. Matt Ryan's now in the AFC. You know Russell Wilson's in the AFC. Kyler Murray claims he's not going. They need the offseason stuff in Arizona. This, this it's ripe for the taking for a team like the Commanders to come out of nowhere. Ripe for you to make a lot of money. Apparently, facts. You're gonna lose a lot of money because it's the Commanders. But hey, you know. When By the way, the Reds are 16 and 31. They're not, officially not alone as the worst record in baseball now. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. They're yeah. tied with uh You're wrong. 
No, well, the team in the AL. They're tied with somebody in the AL who's, who's also 16 and 31. Oh, the Royals. Yeah, the Royals. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah uh, we're the, the, we're the, about to catch the Tigers. They're not in your division. We'll catch the Tigers in the – Pittsburgh, Chicago, Miami, Tigers. We'll catch those teams here next week. Okay. First off, no, you won't. Detroit is not in the NL Central. But, I'm, but you always throw out the worst record in the league. So as we go by these teams, then I'm going to make sure that you hear about it. Yeah, they're still the worst team in baseball. Brewers swept a doubleheader today. Only 14 and a half games back, Sean. Carson Wentz for MVP. What are those odds? Yeah, you can go bet that all you want. If you want, I'll book that action if you want. All right. Scott Seidenberg's coming up next. I don't know what this dude drank over his birthday weekend tonight, guys. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.